Welcome back to Sell Me, the podcast that will help you make decisions. I am Preston Knight, and this will serve as the final episode of the season. I am here with the Dean of the Montana State University College of Business, Mark Rinaldi. Thank you for helping me out. Preston, thrilled to be here. I'm super excited to talk to you. You're, you're actually the episode I've been looking forward to the All whole right. season, not to... Not to knock on any of the other people right. I talk to, but you're the dean. I'll, you're, I'll, the, you're the man around I'll here. I'll try not to disappoint. I, I doubt you will. All right. So um, what what got you to being the dean of the college business? Yeah. Um, it's funny. I think like like all of us go through um, lots of different uh, versions of ourselves in our careers. Right. And uh, academia, as, as I've chatted with you before, is my second act in life. Uh, so I had... Um, my real career was uh, as being an entrepreneur over about 25 years. Had an opportunity to start multiple companies all in the tech space. Had a phenomenal experience doing it. But uh, but frankly, it was tiring. Awesome. And as uh, when I sold my fourth company and then I had to stay on for a couple of years as a part of the integration, I uh, ran a, about a quarter billion dollar uh, global business unit for uh, for a large public company. Um, then realized that that I wasn't prepared to go start another company. I was just, I, I know exactly what it takes to do it. Right. And I was tired. Yeah. And, um, and I wasn't ready to retire. And so uh, I looked for opportunities where I could really have fun, uh, try to give back, uh, stay intellectually engaged. And the opportunity to, uh, to, to work with students at a collegiate level seemed really attractive. And I was offered an opportunity to do so at Tufts University for a couple of years. Oh, sweet. And, Tufts uh, is awesome. It's, uh, I had a really nice experience there. Um, great students, and it was close to home for me in Boston. Um, and I was offered an opportunity to um, run what was what really is their business school. It's called the Gordon Institute, as well as build their entrepreneurship program for the University of Tufts and to teach. And okay. so you were doing uh, it all. Though. I was I was having a blast. That's uh, awesome. I had three titles uh, didn't uh, didn't change the income, but it was three <laughs> titles. Um, and I found the time in the classroom was was really rewarding. Right. And building the entrepreneurship program, uh, I could really see the impact it was having on the students. Um, so I kind of realized that uh, this was fun, but I was kind of getting sick of uh, of living in Boston. Uh, my wife and I raised our kids there, and our youngest just graduated high school. And we had been discussing for years that uh, when our youngest would get done with high school, that uh, we could go anywhere. Right. And uh, we had picked uh, various parts of the world that we thought we'd like to live in, and the Rocky Mountains were one of them. Oh, yeah. And literally, it's uh, like serendipity, like a lot of things in our lives. Mm-hmm. I got a phone call last January from a recruiter asking to come out and interview for the dean of the Jabs College of Business and Entrepreneurship. So it seemed, uh, seemed like the right time, yeah, it seems the right like place. the right credentials. And uh, yeah, and when I met, uh, had an opportunity to meet some of the other deans and really and meet the president, uh, I got really excited about what, uh, what we're doing here at MSU and the charter to come into this school and try to build a economic engine for not only MSU, but for Bozeman and Montana. Um, really connecting to the land grant mission of, of this of this institution, that's really exciting. Um, and so I hope over the course of several years here, I'll have a chance at actually helping us build uh, a really strong entrepreneurial culture and uh, and a set of programs and really see uh, see more economic activity coming out of the school. Absolutely, and I think that you're definitely the right guy to do it. You're super engaged. the The coffee with the dean yeah. was super cool to see it and. Yeah. It, I unfortunately haven't been able to go to many of them, maybe just one, yeah. but 
that's a really cool thing yeah. that you're doing just making sure you're out of the office talking with students and being at meet the recruiters yeah. and talking about all the companies that people should go talk to yeah it's really sweet thank you uh this uh yeah, I joke that you move to Montana, if you don't ski, you're not really taking advantage of the yeah. of, of what you've got. And I feel the same way about if you, if you work at a university, if you're not interacting with students, you're losing everything that we stand for. Um, all of the enjoyment of my job comes from interacting with students. Um, and so the, the opportunities of catching up with them one-on-one at the coffee with the deans um, and the other events is a fantastic. And in fact, in the fall, I'll be teaching. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I'm gonna what take, are you teaching? Uh, I'll take uh, the BGen 104 class. Awesome. One of, one of the sections. So I'll get a chance to start working with some of the freshmen. Dang. And uh, yeah, we'll see over over time. At, at Tufts, I was, te- I was teaching both at the graduate level as well as the upperclassmen level. And uh, I might eventually move into that here, but uh, what did thinking, you? What exactly did you teach? Uh, entrepreneurship. Oh, just entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah it's nice. so stick stick in my lane, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you? Uh, just side note. Did you ever put in a petition to change the school colors of Tufts? Because they're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst colors I've ever seen. Yeah, the brown is uh, is really yeah brown and cyan. Yeah, it's That's pretty ugly. Very yes. Just opposite ends of the it's spectrum. When your when your mascot is a um, is an elephant, yeah, big old right? elephant, the jumbos. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, I was pretty serious about playing college across through high school, and I tried out for the Adidas All American team as actually as okay. an eighth grader. So wow. I don't even think I was supposed to be there, but okay. I actually got a letter from Tufts, and I was super excited because I was like, "Oh, yeah. this is the start of it," but never went anywhere. Ended up playing here because I wanted to yeah. keep enjoying the sport and now I coach so yeah. awesome. back. It's, that is a great uh, great sport it's so much fun yeah we're doing pretty good this year actually okay. we actually we played last week in Bobcat Stadium last weekend no way yeah, yeah. state championship rematch nice put it on them 15-3 awesome it was a, I didn't even know what team I was coaching because they were this. playing way better than I thought <laughs> that they could oh that's I great I was super proud though that's cool um so you're teaching again yeah. In the fall, yep. everybody listening to this, if you're going to be going into the college business, jump on that class. That's going to be Great. awesome. Great. No doubt about it. Yeah, I'm going to bring it. This is going to be, this <laughs> gonna be gonna fun. Bring it. Yeah. And um, so in terms of all of the options, yeah. um, is there, I mean, just to be in the college business in general, is there a type of mentality that you would kind of bring that you would put a student towards the college business versus any of the other colleges? Well, that's an interesting question. Um, each of the choices of the colleges, I think, is a very personal thing, right? right. If you look at uh, between nursing or arts or architecture or engineering, there's so many choices. Um, and each of them have got uh, their own unique depth, areas of depth. I think one of the great things about the College of Business is even though you will get a area of depth in either the marketing, the accounting, the finance, um, we really emphasize breadth as well. Right. Um, you're gonna learn all about business as well as have an opportunity to pick classes from around the whole university. Was, yeah, for sure. And I think that's a, it's for, the, for a student who's looking for that experience, right? This is a really great way to enjoy uh, everything a university offers. Um, and I compare that you know, to an alternative, which might be you know, biomechanical engineering, 
Right. That sounds hard. You're going to go really deep. Right. You better really enjoy that subject because that's Absolutely. all you're going to study yeah. while you're here. Um, and there's a lot of benefits of that. And it's a career, uh, you know, sets up career paths that are very unique. Um, but the College of Business does give you some breadth in our various areas, our, our depth in the areas, but it offers you a chance to really pursue a lot of different intellectual uh, pursuits. Um, and, you know, frankly, we live in a capitalist society and knowing, knowing a lot about business right. and having the tools to go out and start businesses is what we're trying to give our students. Um, I think this degree will serve, uh, serve just about anyone quite well. Awesome. And what I noticed talking to the different instructors is that the marketing and management teachers didn't necessarily study marketing or management, but now they're teaching it. Yeah. Is is that fairly standard? Have you noticed that over over your your years being a business owner and stuff like that? So, you know, higher ed is certainly um, you know newer to me, mm-hmm. um, so I can't speak to um, what all other business schools are like in terms of the the, the skill sets that come into uh, into the areas. Um, certainly, finance and accounting, which you didn't mention, uh, the faculty there, um, most of their their postdoc work were in either finance or accounting, right? That's right. pretty focused. Mm-hmm. But if you look at um, management and uh, and marketing, those are broader skill sets. Um, uh, Bill Brown, right, one of our absolute stars, twenty awesome. uh, plus year career in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, has uh, forgotten more about leadership than uh, most people will ever will ever know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, may not have had a classic PhD um, academic right emphasis on on management, but certainly has uh, has all of the depth and the skill yeah. to uh, to teach uh, that that material. He, his undergrad was in psychology. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that, Which is that's crazy. You know, psychology is is understanding people. Right, and so leader, I guess that makes sense for management. Is, exactly, leadership management is about understanding how to get the best out of people. Yeah, that's that's super cool. And I know Dr. V, his is journalism, and yep. then uh, I'm in the marketing capstone right now yeah. with Omar, yep. and he was an electrical engineer. Yep. I don't I don't understand how that crosses over <laughs> very much because I was in engineering for two years and I. I couldn't remember any of that yeah. stuff. It was it's, the hardest two years of my life, I think. I, uh, I, I survived an electrical engineering degree as well, undergraduate, really? and uh, it, it teaches you how to think. I, I'll tell you, I don't remember a thing about what I learned uh, right. 35 years ago, but I, I walked away from that degree believing that I could figure out anything. Okay. Um, right. It just gave me confidence that I could solve problems. Because you um, got to think so complicated in engineering just, that you can figure it out from yeah, a different there's standpoint. There's just a lot of critical thinking required in engineering classes. Um, I noticed. Yeah. Yeah. It kicked me. Kicked me right out of there. Yeah. Thermodynamics. So, thermo. That was that was the boot for me. <laughs> thermo kicked me out of mechanical. Um, yeah. And hence I went electrical. Yeah. Um, but I, I transitioned immediately after graduation uh, with electrical engineering degree to going to Wall Street as an investment banker. Oh. And I, so I left my, I left my undergraduate degree behind the second I got the piece of paper. Okay. Yeah. How was that working on Wall Street? I loved it. Seems yeah. it seems like I would be so stressed the whole time. It. So get, it's so fast paced. You just get used to it. Um, I. I actually did work a hundred hours a week the entire time I was there. How long were you there? Um, a couple of years. 
couple of years, 100 hours a week. Every Saturday, every Sunday, rarely left the office before three in the morning. It was a, it was just a grind Um, and an an amazing experience. And, and, you know, for someone who's willing to throw themselves into that environment, uh, you can learn so much. Um, I, I, I loved it. Would not have, I, I consciously left, um, went, got an MBA afterwards and, and went to start, start my own companies. But um, I look back at it very fondly, even though while you're at it, you were just in the office all the time. Right. Did, did you sleep? Did you know what that was? Not, yeah, not a lot of sleep. Not prepared really. prepared me for having kids. Okay. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. That's, that's it. Yeah. And then you started your own companies and you said you had four? Yes. Did you have any of those at the same time or was it start one? sell it start another one so three of them were start sell start sell but uh in my last company helium um i actually founded and started a uh, company simultaneously to helium called our stage um and that business after i got it up and running i hired a management team to run it uh and i let them run with it so um, so that one, I didn't have it, an operating role. I was on the board and an operating role, and I was the founder, but didn't run it. But the other the other three were uh, sequential. Were they all tech? All tech. Yep. Like any specific kind of tech? Because I know there's all sorts of stuff. So they all touch the internet in some capacity. Okay. Uh, the first one my brother and I worked on um, was at the transport layer. We were... Um, uh, leveraging TCP IP or what is now referred to as internet protocol okay. or, right, or the internet to uh, compete with the phone networks. So this is before the browser showed up, before mm-hmm. the internet was a household name. We saw the opportunity to compete with the phone companies by moving data traffic off of the phone networks onto essentially managed IP network. Nice. Uh, that so company you're, ended you're, up... You were part of crushing dial-up? It was... Um, well, crushing the phone network. Crushing the phone network. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so uh, we were competing with AT&T in the U.S., NTT in Japan, Deutsche Telekom in Germany. Uh, that company reached number 20 on the Inc. 500 list of fastest growing companies as first year eligible. Uh, we ultimately had operations in nine countries around the world with 750 people. It was, uh, it was a fantastic business. Um, got exposure into what we now call cloud computing, but mm-hmm. you know, we didn't use those terms back then. Right. Uh, we were building services up in this intelligent uh, network of ours. Uh, really wonderful exposure to not only learning about how to build a business and you know making a million mistakes, by the way. Yeah. In my, I, I joke that I probably... I probably made every management mistake imaginable in my 20s. And I laughed that, you know, as long as I get them out of my way, but so I'd be good, good at my job by the right. time I was 30. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's, there's really is no, almost no preparation for that kind of experience of growing from a, from a basement to 750 people and competing all over the globe. Um, it was just a, it was a great experience. That sounds like a wild ride. Yeah. I don't and, know uh, if I'd be able to handle that right now. I think you can. Um, you just uh, you just got to be willing to work hard. Is um, it is it hard starting a company? I mean, I, I mean, assuming it's not. If it was easy, everybody would do it. But what's the what's the biggest uh, biggest uh, speed bump that you got to get over? Deciding to do it. Really? Yeah. Saying we're going for it. I, I, there are there are only two reasons people don't start companies. Um, they they'll tell well three. No interest. Right. Mm-hmm. So. You know, they put up their own roadblock, right? I'm afraid. I'm not interested in it. I'm, you know, I'm just, 
I'm not willing to do it, right? Whatever block, roadblock they put in. Um, but once you get past that, and that's it's a big thing to get past, but you got to choose that you're going to go do it. Um, I hear people talk about wanting to have a business but not having an idea, or they have an idea and they don't know what to do with it. Okay. Well, fact is, you can learn ideation. Right? There are there are great ways to think about identifying problems that you can solve. And that's part of what I'll be teaching in the fall is awesome. ideation is how do you start from that white piece of paper and identify what is an opportunity that uh, that exists in the marketplace. Um, and then the second, your business degree, hopefully you're leaving here having been taught how to start a business, how to right. do planning, how to do analysis, how to do competitive uh, profiling, how to understand strategy, understand markets. Right, that's the blocking and tackling of a business. But I think so much of it is just the confidence of saying, I'm going to try, and not worrying about failing. Uh, you know, Michael Jordan talked about um, having no memory, right? Right. All right. So you miss 10 shots in the first half. Yeah. Well, does that mean you don't come back in the second half? Or do you come back in the second half and put up 40 points? Right. Um, you got to have no memory. You yeah. got to be willing to just take the shots. Yeah, the short memory um, thing has always it. been always been preached to me yeah like being down at halftime you don't come in and be like all right well we're losing guess we'll just see if we can see what we can do you that's come it. out and say zero zero now we got to win this half that's or it else, or else it's or else we're done yeah you know and you know if you if you start a business and don't succeed great try it again right um, now you, you know what you did wrong yeah. hopefully and Absolutely. you can bounce back and there's no uh it you know, along the way, you know, you're gonna have fun, right? It's yeah. stressful. Absolutely. But I would, uh, I'd suggest that I would take stress over frustration any day. Right? Why? So, well, stress is something that I think you have control over, right? Um, solving the problem, right? I need to make payroll next week, right? A hundred people rely on me to make payroll. That's really stressful, but you are empowered to go solve the problem. Frustration comes from knowing what you need to get done and having constraints on you, right, in the organization you're in that prevents you from doing the right thing. Okay. Frustration is a horrible thing, right? Yeah. Being, you know, lack of empowerment, I think that really grinds all the joy out of uh, out of your day. Um, stress, right, kind of gets you, you know, it's gets it's competition, right? Right. Gets you tingly. You're ready to go. Right. right? Yeah. Um, that's a good way of thinking about it. Yeah. And there's a lot of stress in starting and starting and running your own companies. Um, but again, it's I, I take it over frustration any day. Yeah, there's a lot of stress in going to school, too. Yeah, there is. Yeah, I'm feeling it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But but you know what to do, right? Yeah. You go to class, you read the book, do the homework, yep. right? Take the test. Take the test. If you do the prep, right, you're going to get the grade. Right. And, right, there's no frustration. It's just, right? Unless you, I mean, would you count, like, not being able to just grasp it is frustration or stress? I would put that in the stress because I think you have the opportunity to put the work in, get the help to go solve the problem. Okay, because you're, you're empowered to go. You're empowered to go. You've got the resources around you, right? You're on a campus. There's a there's a infinite amount of resources on campus right. to here to aid you to learn the material. I guess that's a good point. Yeah. So, as the dean, what uh, 
What do students come to you for directly? Well, free coffee once a week. Absolutely. Um, Pretty good coffee, yeah. too. All right, good. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, the role that I get to play here uh, with students, uh, one, I'm really looking forward to getting to know as many right of you guys as possible. Right. This is, again, kind of the joy of the job. Um, I think first and foremost, probably advice. Um, there is there's a whole structure in place here for um, the operational issues, right? So you run into a uh, uh, an issue with with a class registration. Office of Student Services takes care of that, right? Right. You've got a challenge with a faculty member. You go to the associate dean, right? There's the, the operational support is here and it's great. Um, and I try to actually not get involved in uh, in that because that's someone else's job. Um, but in terms of interacting with the students, uh, um, I had a great opportunity to try to leverage my network to help people, right? Identify interviewing opportunities, think through career choices. Um, just kind of brainstorm on what they may want to study, kind of whatever whatever's on their mind. Awesome. I know you have a super busy schedule, so you got to come in here and schedule some time in if you want it to be private. Or uh, yeah, but Beth knows the students always come first. Absolutely. Yeah. So after you've gone through all of these classes and stuff like that, um, do you usually recommend jumping into jumping like straight into a job or? Do you kind of encourage that decompression period after you've been in school for four, five, seven years, in yeah. my case, uh, to kind of yeah. ease off of the the full the full speed so lifestyle? I would uh, I would suggest to all students to leverage the resources we have on campus to secure a job before you leave. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's easier in life to, uh, to make natural transitions. Uh, companies look for students who are graduating and that's, you know, they, they understand the role you're in. Uh, they're looking to hire people coming out of school. I think it is historically tougher to take time off and then start looking for a job. Um, it's often also, also why even in people's careers, um, most people will tell you they would rather look for a job while they're employed than look for a job when they're unemployed. Right. There's a there's a stigma, unfortunately, which is if you're not if you're not employed, there might be a reason for it. Right. Um, That's a good so, point. Um, so the first piece of advice is just be just be tactical, right? Of you know line up what you want to get done before uh, before you graduate. But if you negotiate that you want to take six months off and start in uh, start in September or October, right instead of uh, right in May, um, what a great time in life to go uh, to go do something fun. Right, um, it'll live to be a hundred, right? So right. there'll be moments in time, right, to go enjoy your freedom. Um, you know, I had I had about three days off between graduation and starting my job. Oh, jeez. Um, right, would have preferred uh, a little more time. Maybe three weeks even. <laughs> Absolutely, right. <laughs> um, but. Um, yeah, no, I. But um, certainly, you can. You know, there's no one right path. But uh, um, you know, life is not life is not a race, right? right. This is uh, right. Invest in yourself, right? Do do well at whatever you do, and all sorts of doors are open. Um, and this is an interesting time to to take that that uh, break if you're looking for it. But I think to the extent that you can actually leverage the resources, get the job, and then delay it, uh, might work out well for you. Yeah. So out of the four options that 
are offered here in Montana State, what would be kind of your recommended path for each? Because I've because talking to all of the different instructors, they've given me their opinion. Yeah. What's yours? So from each path? Yeah, from marketing, management, yeah. accounting, finance. So I will clump. Um, uh, so many of our accounting students do mm-hmm. end up going into looking at accounting firms. Right. Um, and there, there are really two big paths to pursue there. Um, one is to go to the big four. The big four? The big four. So your your uh, Deloitte's, your KPMG's, uh, your E&Y's, right? So these big, big global accounting firms. Um, they've got great training programs. They've got um, really great infrastructure for helping you make that transition to being, uh, to being a professional. And they've got... You know, they work with the biggest clients on the planet um, and incredible career paths, right, of, you know, working your way up to being a partner in one right. of these firms. Uh, very structured um, and really well designed to bring students in, uh, but very different from the other collection of accounting firms, which would be your 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 locals and your regionals. Um you do great client work. You work in the local community. Uh, the hours are not the same, right? Um, smaller offices. Um, I think a, a different lifestyle choice. Um, and so those are kind of two different paths, right? So you're not going to get a job at uh, Deloitte in uh, in Bozeman, right? But there are there are actually several several really strong accounting firms here in Bozeman that do really important work with local clients. Um, and so that's kind mm-hmm. of a you know, a life choice. Right. Um, finance, same thing, right? You look at, you can go into community banks. So we've got a great banking program. Yeah. We'll work with Bank Bozeman, American Bank here, mm-hmm. and uh, and First Interstate. Um, but frankly, we've got we've got graduates that go straight to Wall Street and are joining, right, Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan. Uh, again, different, um, same degree, different paths are open. Right. Um, again, what, you know, it's, very personal choice of a student of um, what uh, what type of organization and where do you want to be living? What, uh, what do you want to be working on? Um, those two are pretty simple. Right. Um, you know, the, the degrees are deep and they're pretty focused. I would put the management and marketing um, degrees uh, far more broad. Right. Um, and so you got almost an infinite set of choices, right, of what you want to go do. Right. Um, right. You can take your, your marketing or management uh, degrees and you can pursue customer service and sales and project management and you can do it at a tech company, a real, you know, um, uh, retail company, right? There's super broad choices. Um, yeah, that makes sense. And then there's also the the whole marketing firm thing and you can go straight into doing more of the plans and stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Right? So, you know, deep in marketing. So exactly. So we've got, and right here in Bozeman, we've got a really interesting um, collection of, of uh, uh, CRM companies and CRM consulting companies. Yeah. Uh, so working in a Salesforce or a HubSpot, right, these technologies. Um, and there are probably half a dozen companies that are operating in that space today. Yeah. And, uh, and certainly the skills you build in marketing are going to be very relevant for that. Or you could take you know, your marketing degree and go straight to Madison Avenue. Madison Avenue? Yeah. What's that? Go uh, join. Um, so the big, um, oh, have you seen the, the TV show Mad Men before? I think so. Okay. So uh, Madison Avenue is a reference to the big uh, um, 
the big marketing firms. Okay. Um, so your uh, your YNRs of the world and your your, uh, your uh, IPGs, right? So the the firms that are doing the Budweiser commercials. Oh, and, the the huge ones. Yeah, the big ones. Similar to the banks and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I've I've never even heard of those. Is that bad? No. No, if you're not in the industry, you wouldn't. And most of them are holding companies now, um, okay. right? But they've been buying up. Uh, so uh, uh, Interpublic Group is made up of about 40 or 50 agencies that they've bought over the years. Okay. Yeah. And uh, continuing that job search subject, um, I'm assuming you would encourage everybody to go to all of the job fairs and stuff like that and meet the recruiters. But what if you're unable to make those? What, what's your next recommendation? Yeah, so um, I would hope you figure out how to make them. How to make them, yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, what a, what a great resource, right? Um, and I was surprised by how few freshmen were at the events. Really? Um, and that's just something for, for any freshman and, uh, and future freshmen listening to this. You may not be looking to secure a job, right? You're a fall of your freshman year. Right. But going to these events, meeting recruiters, start learning the process of how to talk about your career aspirations and learning how to interact with recruiters and companies, there's no time like the present, um, right? This is this form of practice. No one's good at, th- at, uh, at a, you know, at, uh, shooting the three-point uh, shot, right, without uh, hours of practice. Right. Same thing with interviewing and, uh, and presenting yourself professionally. And so I think every student should be coming to these, uh, these, these events. And then obviously to, to answer, directly answer your question, if you actually cannot attend the career fairs and the meet the recruiter events, uh, Linda Ward, our, uh, our um, uh, Bracken Center downstairs, we've got a full-time team in place to help coach students on how to meet companies and look for opportunities. And that's, uh, that's an investment we make in our students. Awesome. So I, that was actually going to be my next question is how, how early should that job search start? But you're saying as a freshman? Yeah. So what, I mean, what do you do if, if you get a job offer before you're, before you're done? Do you finish and then get into it or well, I, I jump into the job? start with looking for internships. Okay. Right. And then, you know, work your way through. Uh, I think there's a lot of value in finishing your degree. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, not Mark Zuckerberg chose a different path as to Bill yeah. Gates, but those Did are. Steve Jobs too? Um, no, Steve Jobs actually finished his career. Okay. His, uh, yeah, but he uh, he did his uh, his degree in uh, typesetting. Typeset? Yeah. What's that? It was uh, like calligraphy and, and typesetting and visual design. And then he created Apple? Yeah. How does that happen? Yeah, the guy was just... Just brilliant. Just a really smart guy. Yeah. Like, I'm going to learn how to write in different ways. And you look at Apple and, and what they did early on, they were um, the, part of the differentiation was uh, the design of the products, right? They, they've got beautiful design, and that really That's came true. From, from, uh, from Steve Jobs. Um, the early applications that they succeeded in back in the 70s were in the print design space. Okay. Um, right, so they, they made the, the personal computer uh, really the personal computer. And it was designed for uh, designed for ease of use and for individuals and for applications like um, artistic design. Uh, Microsoft certainly uh, when they uh, when they showed up and uh, uh, IBM PC right the applications there were Lotus and uh, um, more financial applications. 
but I know Apple had uh, had more of a creative uh, creative bent to it. Through your through your time being the business owner in the tech industry, did you make any really awesome connections? Uh, I've had a chance to meet a bunch of you know really impressive people along my career. Um, we um, uh, there's a fun group I got involved in um, the Boston CEO Forum. Uh, the CEOs of it was a uh, open up open to CEOs in Boston is a basic premise. But we would bring in um, monthly uh, great uh, you know great uh, guests to uh, to come see us. And so um, Branson from Virgin would come. I had a chance to oh, meet with him several times. Awesome. Uh, Jeff and Melt from GE fame uh, several times. Uh, 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 AIG's uh, Hank Greenberg, uh, brilliant, brilliant guy, uh, would come. So had wonderful people coming in there, uh, and then throughout um, various points of my life, I've had a chance to meet with uh, uh, like Malone, who started uh, one of the big cable companies, and uh, yeah, so various uh, various executives along the way that have got great stories and have done really impressive stuff. That's really awesome. That's a good goal to have to get into that sort of company when you. When you start your own company, yeah, and I mean, I think it's interesting. You can spend a lot of time participating in in events and forums and and, and groups, and um, I think it's important to, to to choose wisely, right? That uh, I believe the word networking has kind of a bad connotation. Really, um, I, I think about networking in the context of building deep relationships. Um, and viewing it as very much of a two-way street. And I think many people hear the word networking and think that it's um, akin to trying to get something from someone, right? Okay. And if you invert it and realize that networking is, in fact, just friend-making. Right. And most friendships start from giving, not taking. Right? And, True. And, you know, you, you, you cultivate relationships, friendships over years. And they're really valuable, and they're valuable for a lot of reasons. Um, and like I look at uh, so some of the, the groups or events that I would participate in, I would pick few and put real energy into them and build those relationships and get value out of it. And then you, know, you, you choose wisely to spend time with your kids and your family, and right, a lot of demands on your time. Yeah. Um, but uh, there are lots of ways to get involved in your community and through that, right, meet all sorts of interesting people. That's true. Yeah. Man, you have a lot of awesome experience. Oh, thank you. It's super cool to hear about. But beyond being the dean here, what else do you do? You're not in this really nice, well-lit office of yours. Yeah, so let's see. So this past weekend, uh, got up Saturday, skied at uh, Big Sky all day. Yeah, you're a skier. I uh, love it. I would uh, would do it every day if I could. Yeah. Um, and then woke up Sunday morning to watch the Masters and see yes. Tiger, Tiger win. That was that so was, awesome. I was glued to the couch. I had my computer <laughs> open at work. I probably shouldn't yeah. have, but I was I was it's, ready to see Tiger win I, it. I think I I think I saw every swing of that uh, of that match. That That's was ridiculous. Uh, that do was you fantastic. golf too? I do. Do you golf with uh, the faculty here? I feel like um, half of the season we talked about golf. Yeah, I love golf. <laughs> um, yeah, so Angela and yep. uh, and Omar and I have out been out uh, a couple yeah. times. We gone out with Tim. Um, I have not played with Tim yet. I hear that he's that he's good, so I gotta yeah. get him out on the course next year. Yeah, I, I talked to Angela, Tim, and Jerry. Yep. 
and they all golf together. They do. So I'm trying to break <laughs> into their into their group. So am I. Yes. <laughs> Good. We, we should challenge them. Good. Awesome. You want to do that? Yeah. I'm, I think we'll win. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I personally want to take down Cherry. Yeah. Oh, that's easy. Is it? Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't hear about this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you right. golf, you ski. Do you do anything in do anything else in the summer? Do you ride bikes? Um, I I bought a bike when I got here. Okay. So I hadn't. Uh, I had. I gave up mountain biking when I had kids. Okay. I realized that's probably a better chance of being a, a, a surviving as a father <laughs> if I gave up my mountain biking. Um, and so I hadn't biked in 20 years, but I picked up a road bike when I got here. And nice. So what a great place to bike. And been out fly fishing twice since I've been here. Okay. Actually, Is that new for you? Yeah, brand new. And I'm I'm hooked. I've never um, done it. It's no pun intended there yeah, at the hooked. No, it's it's awesome. Uh, first time out, I actually caught three brown trout. Okay. Um, went with a guide. He took me to the spot where all the dumb fish hang out, and yeah. he literally said, "Throw the throw, throw the line throw over, it over there." there. <laughs> and boom, right, caught Real the quick. first fish. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Uh, it was pretty cool. Is there anything else you're looking to get into while uh, you're here? I want to hike the whole state. The whole state. Um, I mean, this is what a what a beautiful place. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So a lot Wanna of ice lot of climb to do. Do you climb at all? I climb to about twenty five feet. Yeah, and then my complete fear of heights takes over. You fear heights? I. Yeah, I I freeze. It is really. It's it's horrible. I uh, I started climbing in my twenties. Okay. Uh, indoor climbing, we've had a great uh, you know, rock gym and indoors. We we you know basically twenty five thirty feet was as, as tall as we could go, and you know I start getting nervous up there. Yeah. And, right, but I I make my way to the top, and a couple times going outside, and I I just I hit a height where I simply can't move. It's done at all. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have the same fear when you fly? No. No. no? Plane. It's, yeah. 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 It's just a plane. Yes. Yeah, plane. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um, I hope you can hike the whole state. I, I still need yeah. to go to so many places. Yeah. Have you been to a lot of the national parks already? Um, got to Yellowstone when I got here, but uh, no, I've been got here in July. Right, school year started pretty quick, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, so I've done very little exploring in the state. So, this so you still need to get to Glacier. Yeah, I still need to go to Glacier and Yellowstone. I haven't done like anything. Okay, it's no, so that's, busy. That's, but yeah, you got to fix that. Yeah, I definitely do need to fix that. Yeah. So, well, hopefully you have some time when you're not making this place more awesome. Yeah, when you guys, you know, you guys graduate on May fourth and. I should be uh, I should be out exploring the state on May fifth, having some fun. Yeah, exactly. hopefully I'm doing the same yeah, thing. Good, but uh, thank you very much this for coming and talking with me. Yeah, all right, thanks for it's the invite. It's been super informative. I'm kind of I kind of want to start my own business all of a sudden. I think you should. That's not all of a sudden. I've yeah. kind of wanted to do that, yeah. but have, yeah. now I'm more encouraged. Okay, good, which is awesome. So this is the season finale. Yeah, your last one. Fantastic. Well, Preston, thanks for inviting me, and uh, everyone, thanks for listening. Thank you. And um, if you haven't yet, follow the show on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Sell Me Podcast. Um, if when I figure out the next topic that I want to do, um, I'll post something on there. But um, until then, the season season one is done. 
College of Business, hopefully helping anybody listening figure out which option in the college that they want to study. And uh, hopefully it was helpful. Like I said a couple episodes ago, if you have any questions for me or would like me to reach out to anybody, you can direct message me on any of those platforms and I'll do my best to get back to you. But until next season, thank you for listening.